0: Wednesday, March the 24th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up Rohingyas Count Their Dead and Billy Billy Lists in Hong Kong. First, The World in Brief. Germany extended COVID-19 lockdown measures for another three weeks and imposed an almost total shutdown of the country, including religious services, over the Easter weekend in response to a rise in coronavirus cases. Meanwhile, Pfizer, a pharmaceutical giant, began an early-stage clinical trial in America of a pill to treat the disease at the first sign of infection. For the fourth time in two years, Israel voted. Most exit polls showed the clutch of right-wing parties that support Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to be slightly ahead of the array that opposes him. Neither side has a clear route to a parliamentary majority. A fifth election is not unthinkable, even as faltering turnout suggests the electorate is approaching burnout. The death toll from a fire that swept through a refugee camp near Cox's Bazaar in Bangladesh on Monday rose to 15, with over 400 people missing, according to the United Nations. Tens of thousands more have been displaced. The majority of inhabitants of Balukhali camp were Rohingyas, who fled to Bangladesh to escape persecution in Myanmar. President Joe Biden called for stricter gun control laws in America after mass shootings in Boulder, Colorado and Atlanta, Georgia. He urged the Senate to reenact a ban on assault weapons and pass bills that would close loopholes in background checks for gun purchases. Democrats tend to push for such proposals after each massacre, only to be blocked by Republicans. Intel said it would spend $20 billion on two new chip-making factories in Arizona. Under a turnaround plan unveiled by its new boss, Pat Gelsinger, the firm will start making chips for other manufacturers. That will put it more directly into competition with other dominant Asian chipmakers, Taiwan's TSMC and Korea's Samsung Electronics. Investors took heart. Shares rose in after-hours trading. Coal India, the world's largest coal mining company, plans to expand into the production of solar wafers, a component of photovoltaic cells. Pramod Agarwal, its chairman, said its joint venture with NLC India expected to invest around $1.7 billion in solar power projects. Coal India closed 82 mines in the three years to March 2020 and has plans to shut more. And global recorded music sales rose by 7.4% last year to $21.6 billion, according to IFPI, a trade body. Streaming accounted for 62% of revenues. More than 443 million people had a paid subscription to a streaming service at the end of 2020. Physical sales fell by 4.7% and revenues from performance rights by 10.1%, largely because COVID-19 forced venues to close. And now, here's today's agenda. Trial by Ordeal Myanmar Aung San Suu Kyi will appear in court virtually today for a hearing, postponed because of the lack of internet after Myanmar's military junta blocked mobile data networks. Ms. Suu Kyi, Myanmar's de facto leader until she was deposed in last month's coup, faces at least five charges, including corruption. They are probably designed to disqualify her from the election promised by the junta after the year-long state of emergency it declared ends. The real emergency is in the streets. Many Burmese have accepted the call to arms of Myanmar's parallel civilian government, formed by members of Miss Suu Kyi's party elected to the parliament last November. Protesters erect barricades to prevent troops from entering their neighbourhoods, defending them with slingshots and Molotov cocktails. Soldiers respond by dragooning residents into dismantling them, while continuing to rampage through cities, kidnapping and shooting protesters and non-protesters alike. Over 260 Burmese have been killed. The resistance continues. Never TMI. PMIs. The economic health of different sectors, countries and regions will become clearer today as IHS Markit, a data and research firm, publishes monthly purchasing managers' indices. The PMIs compiled from surveys of firms are likely to reflect differences in COVID-19 infections, pandemic-related restrictions and progress with inoculations. Expect Europe to lag behind America and the services sector to trail manufacturing. Economists have cut their euro-area growth forecasts after France, Germany and Italy tightened restrictions because of rising COVID-19 cases and vaccination delays. Despite a recovery in manufacturing, lockdowns continue to squeeze services. The bloc's PMI is expected to be below 50, which indicates a contraction in activity. Britain will probably fare better, especially in services, which could return to growth. That would help the country avoid a decline in first quarter GDP. In America, things are beginning to return to normal. Its overall output PMI is forecast to be around 60, improving on last month's already high figure. Don't Needle Me – AstraZeneca's Vaccine in Europe The AstraZeneca Oxford University COVID-19 vaccine has got plenty of bad press in recent weeks. First came reports of blood clots in some vaccine recipients, triggering more than a dozen countries in Europe to pause their rollout. Then, yesterday, it was alleged that the American trials of the AstraZeneca jab, which found it to be 79% effective, may have relied on, quote, outdated information. The European Medicines Agency, the EU's drug regulator, recently reaffirmed that the AstraZeneca vaccine was safe. Still, European citizens seem spooked. In France, 61% of respondents to a recent YouGov poll said they thought the AstraZeneca vaccine was somewhat or very unsafe, up from 43% two weeks earlier. More than half of Germans, 55%, think it unsafe, up from 40% the month before. Growing hesitancy to receive the vaccine may increase the death toll in Europe. The risk of contracting and dying of Covid-19 is greater than the risk of having the jab. Trade Winds Currency Intervention in Asia Factory Asia is humming. Asian exports, especially of electronics, have been one of the few bright spots in the pandemic-plagued global economy. Orders for Taiwan's exports soared by 49% year-on-year in the first two months of 2021 while South Korea's exports for the first 20 days of March were up by 12.5% year-on-year, according to data published this week. That bodes well for the country's growth, but creates a headache for their governments. Giant trade surpluses would normally lead to stronger currencies. But Asian central banks have intervened to curb appreciation, reflected by a record jump in their foreign exchange reserves last year. America's Treasury has already declared Vietnam a currency manipulator and warned eight others in Asia, including Taiwan, raising the possibility that it could try to limit purchases from them. With their exports remaining so strong, calls for Asian countries to let their currencies rise will only get louder. After the earthquake, a reshuffle. Turkey's government. First, Turkey's president triggered a run on the lira at the start of the week by sacking Nasi Agbal, the central bank governor, who won over foreign investors by imposing a series of overdue interest rate increases. At one point on March 22nd, the currency was nearly 10% down against the dollar. Now, Recep Tayyip Erdogan is expected to shake up his cabinet at a convention of his ruling Justice and Development Party today. The firing of Mr. Agbal demolished investors' confidence in Turkey the reshuffle risks doing further damage. Rumours have swirled that Bharat al-Bayrak, the former finance minister, may be plotting a comeback to politics ever since Mr Erdogan defended his record in a speech last month. Mr al-Bayrak, who is also Mr Erdogan's son-in-law, presided over a big slump in the lira and a futile attempt to stem the currency's slide by selling foreign reserves. Expect another sell-off if his name comes up today. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Elizabeth I, who died on this day in 1603. Brass shines as fair to the ignorant as gold to the goldsmiths. That's it from The Economist morning briefing available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast.